You're listening to the I Like That Story podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 9, The Secret Sauce on Remembering Names. Today's story brought to you by Selby Studios. Graphic imaging for family, home, and business. Now, here's America's storyteller, Jeff Gould. Thank you, Meredith. They say Benjamin Franklin said, the best investment is to pour your purse into your head. A clever way of saying, get an education. I'm going to add to that by saying the best way to increase your wardrobe is to pour your purse into your feet because a decent pair of shoes gives you energy all day long. And the best way to increase your furniture is to pour your purse into your mattress because the most important piece of furniture you can possibly own is the mattress you spend a third of your life on. Don't guess on this. Get the very best advice you can from the experts at Comfort King Mattress Factory, the Benjamin Franklins of the sleep industry. Go to Comfort King at ComfortKing.net. So for a large portion of my career, I was in sales. The amount of money that companies spend on training their employees how to remember names is huge. Why? Because knowing somebody's name is the absolute first and most essential part of getting people to help you with your story. Politicians absolutely know this. When I was a kid, I had a high school history teacher who talked all the time about how Vice President Hubert Humphrey knew his name when he visited him in Washington, D.C. Tom Daschle was an influential senator when I was in the news business. He didn't know my name, but the guy standing next to him sure did. I saw him whisper into Tom Daschle's ear. His eyes lit up and said, hey, Jeff Gould, how is Libby? (laughs) Ha ha. And even though it wasn't Tom Daschle who knew my name, it was very impressive that somebody knew it. People talk about it being an ego thing. I think it's more than that. By now, we understand that there are billions of us, just tiny cogs in a big piece of machinery, pieces of lint and the tapestry of history. So when somebody recognizes us and calls us by name for a moment, we feel less forgotten and more important. So, since somebody spent thousands of dollars teaching me some things, let me see if I can pass the favor on to you, and maybe you can use some of these tricks if you struggle remembering people's names. Number one, the eight-second rule. Have you ever forgotten somebody's name immediately after they say it? Oh, of course, it happens all the time. Here's why. You're a little self-conscious. You're wondering if you need a breath mint. You're wondering if you look okay. You reach across, you shake the person's hands, and there's so much noise going on inside your head that, that the name you were just told is immediately forgotten. In fact, you only have eight seconds. Your brain is processing so much information. Its habit is to forget most things in eight seconds. Hmm. So the trick I was taught, the one that seems to work for me, repeat their names in that eight seconds three times. Hello, John. Nice to meet you, John. Is that John with an H or John with just an N? Good. Your last name, John? 
John Smith. John Smith, that seems repetitive when you say that over and over again, and maybe to you it is, but it's not to them. As Dale Carnegie reminds us, people love to hear their name said, so why not say it? Number two, create an instant picture. The big word is monomics, which is the ability to remember things by adhering disparate or different things together. In antiquity, back in the day when people wore togas and lived in stone palaces, there was a huge fire that killed hundreds of people, and one of the survivors was able to identify all the people who were killed by memory alone. He walked through the rubble and said, well, I met this guy here and this guy here and this guy here. And from that ancient tragedy came the concept of monomics. And the question is, how did he do it? Word association, image association, in this guy's case, place association. I stood here and, and Jeffius Gouldacus stood there, right? In our case, the John Smith example we were talking about, as you are looking carefully at John, you are in that moment trying to think of an image that you will not forget. And the more unusual, comical, or graphic the image is, the easier it will be for your brain to remember it. In the case of John Smith, think of a guy mm, sitting on a toilet, or, or John, um, hitting an anvil with a sledgehammer like he is a blacksmith. Quick, focused concentration, and a little bit of practice. Sometimes the mental picture I create isn't strong enough and I forget it. However, sometimes it's strong enough that I can remember that person years later, and out of the blue, I know their name. Now, even if you're only able to do that one time out of a hundred, for that one time, you have deeply impressed one person, and now their opinion of you is higher and that's a good thing, right? Number three, counterintuitive, but listen to this. Populate that picture with three things. I knew a guy who was very well-respected funeral director named George Boom, who had a tremendous ability to remember names. I found that his secret was not less, but more. In other words, he insisted on knowing their name, what town they came from, what they did for a living, and where they went to church. Now, why on earth would he clutter his mind with even more details? Well, surprisingly, the more things you try to remember, the easier it is to remember all of them. Strange. Let's go back to John Smith. So where are you from, John? Marshall. Oh, okay. Marshall. And what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm an accountant. Do you have a family? Yes, a wife named Joan, three boys, Maxwell, Michael, and Morton. Oh, boy, oh, boy, all right. So now I have to add to the illustration I've just seen. Now, John is wearing a sheriff's badge. He's sitting on a John, pounding on an anvil, wearing a leather vest with that martial star on it. On one knee sits a woman who looks like Joan of Arc. In fact, She's being lit on fire as we speak. In her pocket are some M&Ms. On the other knee, he has a calculator with a spool of paper that has also caught fire. Not easy to do, but it is easy to practice doing. 
Sometimes I can paint the whole picture and I can get it back in a hurry. Sometimes I don't get all of it. But right now, I close my eyes and I look carefully at this man. I see his name is John Smith from Marshall. His wife's name is Joan. He is an accountant. He has sons whose name begin with M. Now, I tell you what's interesting. It may work perfectly and it may not. Either way, it does not matter. Let me explain. When you meet this person, even if you only know part of it, it still works. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know your wife is Joan. I know you're from Marshall. Tell me your name again. His eyes will open wide. He'll smile. He'll say, wow, you have a pretty good memory. It's John. You see, to him, that counts as a win because you remembered him. Number four, when you get into the car, just like that guy wearing the toga all those years ago, see if you can recall those names one last time, the people you met at that gathering. Another successful businessman I knew also happened to be good with names. Every single day, he tried to meet eight new people and then remember their name at the end of the day. If you did that every day, how long before you knew thousands of people's names? And how much would that change your future trajectory? You see, names are like streets and houses on a map in a town you've never been to before. At first, you just remember the two major streets, but as you start to connect the streets together, it becomes easier and easier to link new streets into old streets. And the more you learn names, the easier it is to connect new names to old names. For example, the more people you know from Marshall, the easier it is to remember names from Marshall. Number five, I think the best strategy for names is not top-down, but bottom-up. Everybody tries to know the most important person's name, the person who owns the company, who is at the top of the ladder. That person gets to expect that you know me and is not that impressed if you know them. So for that reason, I always make a point to know the people who are just starting out at the company. I get to know the person who answers the phone, the person who meets me at the counter, the person who is sweeping the floor. It's been my experience that within a fairly short period of time, these people get promoted to places of importance. And if you remember them when they are starting out, they will definitely remember you when they become more important. Number six, admit failure immediately. When you see somebody you recognize but don't know their name, walk up, say to them, I am terribly sorry. I know we've met. I'll think of it at three o'clock in the morning. But in the meantime, can you remind me of your name again, please? And then start the process all over again. Repeat it three times in eight seconds. See if you can come up with a better mental picture. Add three things to it. Say thank you for helping me remember your name. Some names have been so elusive to me, I've had to be introduced six times before the name sinks in. I'm not saying that's good. I am saying that persistence is the key here. 
I learned a long time ago the truth to this statement. It's not what you know, it is who you know. Now, going back to story, we read books and see movies. We see where chance meetings between characters change the trajectory of the plot and the book and the future of the story. And your life is a story. Every single day is an opportunity to add another great character to it and just see where that story takes you. Well, that's the story. Thanks for listening. Speaking of names, thanks to Anthony, Chris, Madeline, Chad, Ray, George, Matt, Troy, Benjamin, Shay, and Brad. These are people I bumped into in the past couple of weeks who have listened to my podcast. Thanks to them and thanks to you for liking, sharing, and commenting on it. Meanwhile, I continue to get requests on my America Story presentation, three in the last week alone. If you'd like to have me come to your area and share America's story, reach out at my website, ilikethatstory.net. Until that time, I'm Jeff Gould. God bless. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.